welcome, friends, to another exciting episode of Inside the Grounds. My name is Mateo, and as always, I'm joined by my goodest of friends, Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing today? Great. Is it? Is it? Jeez. Is it? Isn't it? You know, we even ran a test recording before this, and this is where you decide to just shit the bed. Oh boy! Absolutely, crap my pants. Um, Is it an exciting day? Little pants. (laughs) Big poop. All the pants. White pants. No, they're black. Oh, shorts. So it's running. Oh, Uh, shorts. So it's coming out. Like if you when you stand I don't up, even know, I don't even know why we've gone this far and down this rabbit hole. We should we should quit like now. You know we only have so many hours we can record on Riverside, and we just used up a minute and ten seconds on talking about me shitting my pants. <laughs> well, uh, my goodness of friends, Andrew, how are you doing besides the situation in your pantalones? <laughs> Good, I am doing quite well. Um, we do have an exciting recap to go over. This was there's this weekend was a lot. There was oh, just a lot of so stuff. much that happened this weekend. Um, first off, I guess you know we should start with Happy Labor Day for all who celebrate, for all who recognize and celebrate the holiday. I don't yeah, know. I don't belated, know. belated at this point. <laughs> well, we're recording on Labor Day when when people decide to listen is their problem. True. But happy Labor Day weekend, everyone, for those who recognize and celebrate. For some of us, it was a better weekend than others. For example, myself, I had a winning record in my match picks. Um, Andrew, you did. Did, did you have a winning record? I don't know why this has to be a shit talk session. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a weekly occurrence. No, I did not have a winning record. Friends, uh, I went six and four. My friend Andrew went four and six because I think he's still thinking with his heart. If I would have thought with my heart, I would have got the Forest and Chelsea one correct. I was also teetering on that, but not because I was thinking with my heart, because it would have been so funny to call that correctly. See, and I had thought of it because Forest look better right now. I mean, everyone looks better than Chelsea right now. (laughs) Everyone looks better than Chelsea right now. Friends, for today, all we really have is to go through the matches from this past weekend. For all of you who are wondering what's going on for the next weekend or two in the Premier League, international break. So there will be no regular Premier League matches. I believe we return in, is it two weekends, Andrew? Uh, Yeah, basically the weekend of the 15th, wait, 16th, 9-16 is when we come back. So we've got international games going on this week and into next week, which is a lot of Euro qualifiers and some friendlies. So now is the time, groundskeepers, for you to support your country. And I believe Donna also Jersey. for the African teams, they also have qualifiers. Oh, do they have AFCON as well? I believe so. I think I saw someone with that. A lot of international tournament qualifying going on right now. Yeah, it's That's super exciting. The skinny. Um, I just read a story. I should have wrote down who it was. I think someone for the Dutch team, a Dutch goalie, declined an invite because he wanted to focus in on his new club team. Bold. Yeah, I don't know. You talk. I'm gonna look that one up. I mean, that's an. I mean, that's an interesting like decision to make because international duty is like pretty 
I don't know, highly regarded. But I, I mean, that's smart too, you know? Oh, it's I Liverpool's guess. backup. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I mean, I can understand that, especially if you're going to be maybe a backup on the Dutch team. So, I don't know. Well, actually, maybe uh, they Ryan would be Gravenberg. the first choice. Gravenberg? Oh, really? Yeah. He's not he, a goalkeeper. Uh, He's a defender. Didn't he just sign from Bars- or from Bayern? He did. You know what? You're right. I, th- I don't know why I thought it was a goalie. Maybe because <laughs> I didn't recognize the kit. I assumed it was a goalie kit. Because he, w- he was wearing, like, Dutch things. You didn't even recognize your own previously owned player. Well, that's why I didn't make the squad. <laughs> well... Yes. Okay. So yeah, international break is happening. So there will be a break from all domestic leagues for about a week and a half. Um, so that gives us time to, you know, take some vacations ourselves. We are also we will, going on international break. We are. We also have international duty. We do. <laughs> uh, big responsibilities for both of us. Uh, you might, you know what? You might even see some social media posts from us while we're on our international duty. Who knows? Things could yep. get wild. Probably not from me. I don't ever post on social media. Well, you might post from Instagram our account. Post, I think our last Instagram post for myself was... Let's see. Take a quick gander. This is a very God, long it, gander for why does it take a famously so long? audio medium. This is great content. Tw- May 2021. <laughs> This is great content for the pod. Is, this is really how we're going to grow the pod and become famous off of it. People, right, let's go. people like to know that we're real human beings and we actually have things more than just football, even though well, football is life. Well, people know we're not AI because AI could probably give better analysis for some of these things than we can. What do you think all those people that work for the big companies use? They don't do it themselves. Luton, one. West Ham. Hold on. Two. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Top five, real quick. Oh, you want to go through the table real quick? Yeah, let's just run through real fast. I'll do the first, I'll do the five. You can do the bottom. Huh? Because you're oh, down there. Thanks. I mean, I'm in the bottom half, so whatever. Um. All right. Top five: Manchester City, Tottenham, surprise, Liverpool, West Ham, Arsenal. And we're gonna go through the bottom five real quick, starting at the very bottom: Burnley, Luton. Everton, Sheffield, and Bournemouth. Really no surprises on the bottom end. You could have put Wolves a little bit lower down, but this is about what we expected. They've only got one win. They're still down there. Well, besides Nottingham Forest. We we thought they were going to be down there. They still could be. They've only got two wins. It's chill. We're only four, we're only four games in. They do, <laughs> they but they have to go. triple the goals. That Everton does. Well, they also have just as many goals scored on them as they have scored. So now, now can I get to the YMCA team? Yes, you can go to the YMCA team. <laughs> All right, FC YMCA. <laughs> Luton may go pointless. YMCA this FC. I don't care which order you put it in. I don't care how many letters you give this team. They may go pointless. I know I made a lot of jokes about Everton, but Luton looks bad. I mean, they don't look great, just like their stadium didn't look great for a long time. 
still doesn't look great. They just have a cool away section. Hey, I mean, at least they have an away section now. <laughs> at least they can now have home Premier League matches because they updated the media section. Yeah, but did you see that they were legitimately putting like the finishing touches on their stadium like the day of the game? I'm not surprised. It's not like they knew about this all summer or anything that they were going to have to do this. Hey, are you a construction manager? Do you know how long projects can take? Yeah, it can take anywhere from two to eight business years. Well, I'm going to sit back here and say you're incorrect. Oh, are you going to take my strategy sitting back in the chair? I got too many cords, though. Look at all these things. Little dongles out the butt. <laughs> First off, we know what's dongling out your out your butt right now and it's still the poopay from earlier can we talk about west ham i want to talk about james ward prowse i know the premier league doesn't do mvps but if they did he would be in consideration for it i mean they do a literally a player of the year yeah but player of the year is never the most valuable player it's just the best player for the year because you can't tell me holland was the most valuable because they always win without him anyways and he was the player of the year last year the mvp is supposed to go to the player who's literally the most valuable to his team throughout the year yeah, that would just be a team reward reward award not a not a premier league award i don't know why you're yucking on my yum right now <laughs> that's not the weirdest thing i've ever heard you say it's a phrase yuck em, you're yucking on my yum james ward prowse just like brecky's not real Brecky Israel. Neither is your mind prison or whatever the hell that was. Thought cage. <laughs> oh, man. Look, I don't want to talk about James Ward Prowse. This man's absolutely unbelievable. He may be the signing of the summer. I know Madison's up for contention as well, but I think James Ward Prowse at least deserves to be in that conversation. This team is currently fourth in the table, scored nine times. Only given up four. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep their hot streak going following this international break because three of their next four matches are against City, Liverpool, and Newcastle. And while Newcastle hasn't been doing overall well in the table right now, they did play like Brighton, all. and no one wants to play Brighton. Except for West Ham. I mean, West Ham, West Ham <laughs> wants to play Brighton. <laughs> West Ham's the only one who wants to play Brighton. No one else does. Did you see the, the shots, though, for this match? Dude, L- Luton had 16 shots with one on target. Only one. Atrocious. <laughs> West Ham had nine shots on, <laughs> on target, th- or nine shots overall, three on target, two goals. Yeah. I mean, West Ham drew their first game, and every every game since has been a win, a, a good win. And I'm pretty sure I said they were going to get relegated, so maybe I need to change that. West Ham? Yeah. Well, you can't change that now because you already said it. it whenever I want. But after the winter break, maybe we can take a look at it. I will say, though, Luton did get very unlucky. While they scored in stoppage time to make the match 1-2, there was a controversial no handball call in the box that could have given a penalty to Luton. Ball was – arm was away from the body of the player – but it's a corner kick, so there's a lot going on. It was a bit controversial, but ultimately decided not a penalty. So this match almost ended up 2-2, which would have changed our entire discussion. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would have... It wouldn't have changed too much 
to be honest, because Luton still suck. Well, call them by their appropriate name. So sorry, YMCAFC. You know who Luton is? You know when kids are like barely able to walk, and when someone asks them their team name, it's just red versus blue. That's Luton. Yeah, you said that last. You you got hammered on that one before too. And you know I'm still sticking by that. I mean, could you imagine they? This is the year that, that the a team has the lowest points ever. Luton's in contention. So was Burnley. Burnley's been scored on eleven times. Luton's only been scored on nine. Burnley had to play Man City. Yeah. Man City's going to play their B squad. And when I mean B squad, I mean their U21 club. I mean, if they play, when they play Luton, they probably will. I mean, there's a very real chance that all three teams that were promoted last season get relegated immediately. The only one stopping them is Everton. I think I think if there's any game that you guys can win, you can probably beat Luton and Burnley. Maybe Burn we can maybe beat Burnley at home. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Beat them either way. Let's move on. We're just kicking. We're just beating a dead horse at this point. But honestly, the dead horse still has more valuable, more values than Luton. <laughs> Sheffield God. two, Everton two. Oh my God! Hey baby. Everton that point you somehow wanted. got a point out of this. I remember texting you and Tom when Everton scored. Out of my absolute mind, I was bumfuzzled how it happened, but it did. I wasn't complaining. Was I keeping my hopes high? Absolutely not. Because this is Everton with a Swiss cheese defense. I mean, that's why I didn't say anything to you when you had said that they scored, because... You know me, I'm apparently the king of jinxing games. <laughs> Did you see Sheffield's second goal? It was super unlucky. Friends, for those of you who didn't watch or haven't seen the highlights, which I don't blame you, this was Sheffield versus Everton. Sheffield's Archer fun. shot the ball from outside the box. Pickford, Pickford dove. It was ball was way out of his reach. No chance he was going to yeah. get to it. Ball hits the post. Hits the back of Pickford, who's lying on the <laughs> ground because he just dove. Ball goes into net. It was the epitome of Everton as a club. Oh, it was not. That was that is like the most own goal that you can never like account for. Everton as a club. Oh my god. I'm look. I'm super happy. Everton got a point out of this. We'll probably be able to get points out of Luton and probably Burnley. Maybe Burnley. We'll talk about Burnley in a bit with their schedule. As we know, they've gotten really unfortunate with the start to their season. Everyone would struggle with who they've had to play so far. And Burnley didn't get their matchup against Luton because Luton Stadium was still putting in stands and touch lines and buying corner flags for the first time that are regulation (laughs) size. (laughs) Did you see that one of their entrances is sponsored by Domino's? Who? (laughs) Luton. Look, I'm, I'm I'm done with Luton, okay? <laughs> Everton oh, got a point. They're so funny to laugh at. Super excited. Not really excited for the rest of the season. Do you have any comments to make? 
Yeah, to be clear, groundskeepers, we don't hate Luton. They're just really easy to be make fun of. <laughs> That's true. Actually, we we love Luton. We do. They're the first team to go from non-league soccer up to the Premier League. It's a great history. story. It's the stuff movies and are made out of. They still have the player on their team that started with them as non-league up to the Premier League. So that's cool. And back to championship. Their stadium is awesome. Oh, actually, yeah. I have a comment about that really quick. Um, I'm pretty sure I told you and Tom, but yeah, the the West Ham fans were like singing as they were leaving the away stands. Like, we can see you in the bath. We can see you in the bath because you can see through everyone's windows. (laughs) I love it. I'm... I'm in love with with that away entrance. I think more stadiums should do quirky things for the away entrance. Give it some kind yeah, of like. But most stadiums aren't built in a neighborhood. Which do you think came first, the neighborhood or the stadium? Stadium built inside, and then I be sure because like I wouldn't be surprised if it used to just be like a regular park, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Oh, we need a spot for the team." We're going to look this up, friends. I don't know. I'll look it up. You speak words. All right. I'm moving on to Brentford and Bournemouth 2-2. I don't really have much for this game. I was debating whether or not to pick this match for its high. Brentford's always fun to watch, but I don't know. Brentford and Bournemouth aren't really two exciting clubs. Not someone that we're going to analyze a lot. I would disagree. I think I personally think Brentford is an extremely exciting club, and I loved watching them last year. And they're still doing decent this year. I mean, they did tie the match in the ninety-third minute. Yeah, yeah, Mbuemo did get that draw. Um, but one thing I noticed is that they are on track to equal their draw record. They what? already have three. They already have three draws. What's the record? They had like thirteen draws last season. What? You don't remember this? We had, we like talked about it. I know Newcastle did. Table. I'm yeah, they had 14. 14. Wow, I only know that Newcastle had 14. Newcastle had 14. A lot of people actually had quite a bit. You guys had 12. Well, that's where most of our points came from. Kept you up. And you're going to stay up. But yeah. So Kenilworth any... Road opened in 1905. That was pre-color TV. And what yeah, that you... thing was the. It was built in. Like it's it, it's in houses. Like they build it all together. Like per, I think purposefully. All right, congratulations to Luton. How's this game first? You guys have a cool away away stadium. (laughs) Oh, sorry, away section for fans. You have anything about Brentford and Bournemouth? Just that, I mean, I can say this about most of the games, but we're only four weeks in. Like, there's still a ton that can change and a ton that will change. So we just don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. That's fair. AKA Tottenham. Speaking of Tottenham, Burnley 2, Tottenham 5. Yoish. Burnley, I think, 
they're standing on the table and their record right now is not an accurate reflection of the team. They've had a very, very tough start to the schedule. City and Aston Villa. They did their match against Luton, as we said, multiple times was postponed. Mm-hmm. They have a, an easier schedule after the break with Forest and United. Hey. And then, you know, Newcastle is difficult, but Chelsea, Brentford, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, those are all very winnable matchups. Yeah. So we could, by the time November November yeah. comes through, like we might have a very different opinion on this team. I don't think it's very, it's fair of almost anyone to really comment on them yet because we haven't been able to watch them in a match against a team that's more in their caliber, in their tier. And I'm not I'm not going to shit on Burnley. Tottenham absolutely doing amazing right now on fire. This new system they got going with Angeball is great. I saw a stat that Son now has more Premier League goals in his career than Ronaldo does, which is yeah. amazing. Yep. How many years was Ronaldo on United the first time? Do we know? I don't even remember off the top of my head. I'll look it up. Why don't you give your thoughts on this match? I'll give my thoughts on Tottenham. I think we need to chill. <laughs> they played Burnley, Bournemouth, Brentford, and yeah, they did play United, but still. They've got two good wins against teams that are, let's be honest, not going to make it very far. But yeah, you are right. And just come in and starting to do good things with them. That's what I'll say. I, I think they look a better team. I think they look a little more a little more cohesive and honestly happier. <laughs> um, I You mentioned it earlier about having an MVP for the season. I still think right now James Madison is, would, is and would be that MVP for me because this dude has came in and absolutely transformed the midfield for this team. I believe last year, one especially towards the end of the season when it was obvious um, that Leicester was going to get relegated. You and I were one of our greatest interests was where Madison would end up because we firmly believed he would not go down a championship. He's not, his quality of play is way above the championship. He absolutely deserves to stay in a top league. Yes. And then out of no, like I don't know where he just went to Spurs. Yeah. I mean, not really a move I would have expected from him because he is definitely good enough to play on any of these teams in the Premier League. He's Man City quality, I think, but they already have enough midfielders. Um, But yeah, I was glad to see him not in the championship because he does not deserve to be there, just like James Ward-Prowse. 100%. I did look up the Ronaldo thing. Ronaldo was 2003 to 2009, and Son has been at Spurs since August 2015. So he's been here for eight. So it took him longer. It did. But not shitting on the fact that he did it. That's, I mean, still very impressive. Especially since he's so such a good player and has stayed at Tottenham for so long. Let's see how much longer he stays. If they keep winning, he'll keep staying. I mean, That's if pro- they don't win trophies, if who knows if he'll keep staying, teams might take interest in him. Uh, Chelsea we know he's not up. about the money. Which, if he was smart, like I know he is, he wouldn't do that. 
<laughs> I think going back to your comment about pumping our brakes a bit on Tottenham just because of who they've played, I think that's a very fair comment and something we should take into account. Looking forward, especially post break. Um, I'm not. I can't quite remember who they play when they come back. Do you? Do you have it off yeah, top of your head? I do. Um, so they have. <laughs> I mean, a bit bounces. They play Sheffield, Arsenal, Liverpool, Luton, Fulham, Palace, Chelsea, Wolves, Villa, City. They do okay. I feel like there's like a. Oh, it was just very like pattern, like not very good, good, not great, not great. They have a great <laughs> schedule because it's very balanced. Like, yeah. Their schedule also, is actually very balanced. Also, they don't have to worry about European football. Are they not in any of it? I forgot. No, they're not in anything, which means they just have to focus on the Premier well, League they, from week to week, which is a huge advantage. Well, I think eventually they'll have the FA Cup. But so does everyone else. Yeah, exactly. But still, they have other things to focus on. Well, not everyone, because some people get bounced. Just like they just got hit out of the EFL Cup, I think. <laughs> okay, form. right. But they their only worries are English competition. They don't have to yeah. worry about Europa schedule, Champions League schedule, things of that nature. And there's no awkward timed World Cup in the middle of their season this year. True. Yeah, that is going to be like nice. They'll just have a regular old winter break. We probably will learn a lot about them when they play Arsenal and Tottenham. Or, sorry, Arsenal and Liverpool. Tottenham play themselves. Uh, they will be playing Arsenal at Arsenal, but they they have a home matchup against Liverpool. Super excited for those matchups. We'll see how they do. We'll definitely learn a lot about this club and Ange Ball yeah. in that time. But until then, no further comment from this, from this pod? No further comment. <laughs> Chelsea, nil. Forest, <laughs> one. My first oh comment my on my notes is just L O L. You want to know what my first comment is on my notes? Yes. Ha. <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> the fuck is happening? Did, did you see the possession stat? Um, Chelsea, oh, yeah, it was insane. Chelsea had the ball 76% of the time. They had 21 shots, two on target. Only two, two out of the 21. Terrible efficiency. I don't even think the word efficiency should be allowed in there. I don't care if the adjective before prior to it is terrible. The only efficiency they have is passing. Fucking atrocious. Into the net. <laughs> I would love to know their goals to money spent ratio. Um, I will look that up for you right now because you can. I can just look up how many goals they've scored this season, and then we can just figure it out because they've spent like one point two billion dollars. They've but, scored five. They've scored five goals. Okay, but how many they're, did they? How much proud. money did they spend this off season? I think it was like four hundred something million. Uh, let me. Also, I don't think it's dollars. I'm pretty sure it's pounds. It is. Well, they you you can convert it. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Google's there for us. I would like to talk about the three players that have left since last season. Mm-hmm. Pulisic, Havertz, and Mount. And I would like to say how Pulisic got the most shit for his play, even though on a per-minute basis, he had the best goals or assist ratio compared to the other guys. He is doing amazing on Milan right now. Yep. He looks rejuvenated. So- he was put in an opportunity to succeed. 
Havertz looks like trash. We'll get to him when we talk about Arsenal. Oh my god, he looks bad. Mount is injured, so we can't really talk about him, but he didn't look good in his first match. But that was only one match, so you at least have to, you know, give the guy some time. Yeah. To settle in. Because also, we talked about how Declan Rice didn't look great in his first match. Like, it was nothing special. He but then great this weekend. Exactly. So, we're not going to... We're not going to harp on Mount too much. But look at the guys Chelsea lost. Look who they kept. Look who they just signed. They feel like the team. You know in Monopoly when someone just buys. What are you doing? What are you What are you doing? I, I could like hear like this clicking noise. And I was like, what in the fuck is that noise? And I think it's just like really windy out you know you know we have a video right like it's it's gonna go online we're we're keeping that in there i don't care all right anyways you know a monopoly when someone just buys up every single property they don't know what they're doing with their money and then somehow that same player never gets an opponent to land on their property that's what it feels like with chelsea (laughs) they spent all of this money and none of it's working out for them and just for that for that comment, they've spent about five hundred million euros so far. This this off season, yeah. This, this transfer year. window, this yeah, that doesn't even count January. No, because if we count January, then that like jumps up to like seven hundred. Casado, shit. <laughs> Our good friend Tom sent us a TikTok of Casado. And his mess-ups. Terrible touches, awful passes. And all three of us made the comment that this guy's only played for Chelsea for, what, two matches? Mm-hmm. And there was too many highlights for, for two <laughs> matches worth of minutes. Too many. Has he ever Thanks. played the sport? Did they, did they replace him with a twin brother? Maybe, yeah, maybe he does have a twin brother because I don't. I don't remember him doing this terribly at Brighton. Actually, no, he didn't do terribly. He did so well. What did Brighton do to convince the rest of the league that this man was incredible? What is happening at Brighton? Because he's not the only guy who came from Brighton that people were like, what happened to all your skill? Who else did? Uh, Name is escaping me. At this moment. I mean, for Chelsea, the only other person that came from Brighton is their goalkeeper. I'll find it. I figured who it was. Uh, I mean, not who I was thinking of, but like McAllister's not doing that great compared to what he was doing at Brighton. Yeah, no, he's also not doing well. In my opinion. I was thinking of McAllister. I don't know. Either way, terrible signing. He looked good. Also, let's not forget, Chelsea was not the only one who paid up for him. Liverpool had the agreement. They did. With Brighton, but the player chose Chelsea over Liverpool. And I think, I mean, they both had like 100 million agreements in place. Right. It's just funny because Chelsea's already spent so much money wastefully. I don't. I see. I. I think I've said this before, but I don't really get why people would choose to go to Chelsea right now. They're not in a. They're not in a good way at all. Like zero. I'm not sure either. And also, from a player standpoint, 
Chelsea's doing these what six, seven, eight year contracts. Yeah, they're doing which, like long contracts so they can spend all this money. Which means you're also stuck with this team for a longer period of time. You're not making as much because you can't get a contract renewal as quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the appeal is of going to Chelsea at this moment. I was never a fan of their managerial signing with Pochettino. I didn't like him at his previous club. I or was he was at PSG prior. Spurs. He was. I thought he went from Spurs to PSG. I'm thinking of a Simon Spurs. Okay. I I don't count anyone's time at PSG because it's the French league. They're not even a top five league anymore. No, they're not. So I wasn't impressed with them at, at Tottenham. Didn't win a single thing. Not sure how he was supposed to no live up does. to the Chelsea name. Chelsea tricked the world when they won Champions League. Havertz tricked the world when he <laughs> scored in Champions League. Yeah, he's been riding off that that hype ever since. Yeah, and I can't believe how much money he went for. Chelsea's in shambles. Yeah, they're not. They, I mean, they're twelfth in the table right now, four points. Raheem Sterling, have you heard about his new like dedication to the sport? Did no. we talk about this? No. There's this report that came out that he stated he wasn't as dedicated as he should have been to the sport and how he did this whole renewal thing of new diet, new training, focusing more hours in the day on the sport. And I'm like, you're a professional athlete. If you weren't doing this before, I don't believe you if you do it now. (laughs) Because also, Raheem Sterling always looked like he was very fit as a player. His touch was always there. So it's not like a hazard. Oh, yeah. If Hazard yeah. was like, hey, I'm going to refocus, we could all be like, okay, we see that. Uh-huh, absolutely, please <laughs> do so. No, Raheem Sterling's always been in shape. He's he's always been fit. He's always, like I said, great touches, always puts himself, tries to get the ball, runs all over the field. Yeah, does. Forrest, I'm proud of them. They got the W. A win is a win. Yep. Famous, famous motto of this podcast, a win is a win. A win is a win. We'll get that on a shirt with our logo. <laughs> we'll go on the front. Win is a win on the back. Uh, I I really don't have much else about this squad. Do you? Or either squad? No. Cool. Well, you want to move on? Do we want to move on? Sure. Let's move on. Let's Let's take our time and just move on. Manchester City 5, Fulham 1. The only thing I have is City being City. I mean, it is. Like, they had they had one minor scare when they got equalized in the 33rd minute, and then Holland arrived again. <laughs> the cyborg came down, or came out of the lab, I guess. He didn't come down from the heavens. He came out of the lab. I mean, Terminator came out of the heavens, didn't he? I've never actually watched Terminator. Pretty sure Terminator came from like another planet or something. Friends, you can fact check us. I think I've only seen one and it was in third grade. The only thing I want to talk about City is I think it's amazing that as much as they've won 
it feels like there's never pressure on them from like a they have to win. It's always it feels like the pressure is always discussed in regards to all the other teams that they need to I mean, step up and meet City. I mean, yeah, because City are like far and away the best team in the Premier League. Right, but if City doesn't win the Premier League, it's considered a a horrendous. I mean, there's season. pressure on them right now because they're going for the potential fourth win in a row, which has never been done in history before. Which they'll get. Maybe. There are many teams that can contend. We're only four weeks in. Remember, remember, pump the brakes. What do you think <laughs> will happen with Fulham now? Since they lost they're, their best they're, scorer. They're going to be in a relegation battle. Also, they almost lost, what's his name, to Bayern. Alinea, yeah. Wasn't he, didn't he, wasn't he in Germany? He was, he took pictures. He was in, in Bayern. Kit. He did the, passed the, the medical, took pictures in the kit for promotional things. And then like last second, the deal just like didn't go through. Like they didn't sign on the dotted line in time. That was wild to me. Like he was, he was there. I don't understand. Yeah, he missed. I'm pretty sure he missed his match because he had to fly back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, even like Tuchel was like, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll talk to you about Tuchel off this pod because this man is driving me bonkers as a Bayern fan. I mean, I would imagine he drove every Chelsea fan bonkers two years ago. He just he always all the reports are stating how he wants all these other players that the squad doesn't have. And he wants Bayern to make all these signings. But that's not the Bayern way. Byron will add one, two guys in a transfer window, get someone from the academy, sign some really young guy from somewhere else. That's the Byron way. It's not buying six different guys in one season, no, one transfer Byron's, window. Byron is very good at picking who they want to buy. and then They're very selective. Very good at recognizing young talent. Yes. And that's not the, as we know, that's not the Premier League way. <laughs> No. So use your money. Try to get players. Right. And wait till they're already a star and then pay for them. Yes. But we're gonna come back. I have nothing else about Man City nor Fulham. I think Fulham's gonna struggle a bit this year, especially with the loss of Mitrovic. Yep. Not sure how that's gonna affect them. I don't think they're a real relegation scare. But that's more so because the other teams are so poor, not because Fulham is good. You know what's still what I have a, just a comment about this is what's crazy to me. I'm gonna look it up while I'm talking. I don't know if I'll be able to find it that fast. Is the fact that Manchester City got Holland for like forty five million. Like how? I have no idea. It still is like mind blowing. I mean, as we know with City. Not all the numbers that they report are accurate. <laughs> that is true. And they've when been he... caught many times now. But, yeah, but has anything I'm... happened? No. No, somehow there are 318 allegations of financial fair play rule breaking just don't matter. They just but when a poor club like Everton has an issue, they're going to lose points. Oh, dude, even United. That's like the reason we didn't get some of the signings that we wanted to buy this season because of financial fair play. And yet teams are out here spending billions of dollars. 
hundreds of millions in a season, like in a window? I did hear there were some talks because of the way Chelsea's been doing their, uh, like the transfer bonus, the transfer pay. Mm -hmm. Chelsea's paying it over years as opposed to all at once. So they're doing monthly installments on their essentially. They essentially got an a firm account (laughs) and paying it over many many months. Apparently, there's been discussions about stopping that loophole because Chelsea was the only one to exploit it. I wish we exploited that, but I don't know how others didn't or if it just failed. I mean, maybe they just didn't need to. Maybe they had the money. Also, they I. Ster- Sterling, Erling Holland cost sixty million euros. Didn't Declan Rice cost like twice that? Declan Declan Rice cost like a hundred and something. Caicedo costs a hundred and something. So did Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, how many how many Erling Hollands could you have gotten for some of these players? I mean, just between Enzo and Caicedo, I think they cost about two hundred and seventy together, or something like that. So four and a half Erling Hollands. <laughs> We're just going to measure everything off of that now. How much did your player cost one Erling Holland? <laughs> could you imagine if that's how we just started doing our numbers? I mean, we could. I'm pretty sure I saw a thing for a Florida like newscast that they were talking about. They were comparing how windy it was to how tipped over your trash can was. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's a thing, though. Like, Americans will measure everything. Just to not use the metric system. Just so they don't have to use the metric system. I'm pretty sure there was a a thing that talked about, like, an asteroid coming down. They said it was the size of three football fields. (laughs) (laughs) But. Let's get back on track. Yeah, let's get back on track. Um, Can we move on? Fulham, Fulham Express derailing. Oh, it never left the station. <laughs> it, it puttered. It, its last stop was do- dropping off Mitrovic at the airport. And they're just stuck there waiting to see if they can pick someone else up. Yeah, 100%. Moving on. Brighton 3. Newcastle 1. Brighton. Robert Deserbi. Manager of the year. I don't care what happens after this. <laughs> no one else should be allowed to get manager of the year. Think of how they keep selling players and just replacing them. The scouting department deserves a raise. They deserve all the money that Chelsea's been spending. You know what? They might be able to trick Chelsea into more into more money. I mean, they it's possible that they could. They, they very easily could. Evan Ferguson. Oh, dude, I've loved this kid. How much money will he make? this club one day with that transfer i mean next year 130 mil <laughs> plus inflation so 150 160 now we're now we're going 130 with inflation all right you heard it here That's first inclusive yeah evan ferguson is uh, I, I remember when i saw him play last year for the first time and i was like so scared of this guy because i'm pretty sure it was against united and i was like oh my god he is going to score on us i'm pretty sure at this point with how well co- Manage this team is, I could look like I'm worth at least 50 mil <laughs> if you put me on this squad. 
just yeah, we'll both just start playing and somehow make a few ten millions. I'm pretty sure I'd be worth at least fifty mil with the Zerbi as my coach. I mean, it's you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I would like to make an apology statement to Brighton. Uh, when I did my rankings prior to the season starting, that I did not have them up higher. I thought okay. the loss of all these players was going to be a bigger issue than what it is because it turned out turns out it's a zero issue. The only issue was with my thought cage and how I perceived God. this We're team. We're not going there again. So I would like to make my formal apology to Brighton. Okay, the apology accepted on their behalf. Thank you. <laughs> Me and me and Deserby, you know, we're tight. Also, Newcastle, pretty low on that table. Yeah. What's yeah, yeah? I have thoughts about this. I honestly, I think, I think Newcastle is just in like a poor run of form right now. I mean, they're oh one oh and three, which is I think probably their worst start to a season in a hot minute. Um, but we know how good they are. We know how good they were last season. Um, I think that Eddie Howe is, with the new players that have come in, I think he's trying to figure out the formula right now. Um, I still think that Tenali is a great addition to this team. Um, I think his substitutes against Brighton were incorrect. I think his lineup was incorrect. He needs to play Callum Wilson from the start and not bring him off the bench. He was so integral last season and it was it blew my mind how good he was and as soon as he came on the field he scored i i completely agree with you this team has the pieces to compete with anyone in the premier league i think their issue and their manager's issue is going to be which players play in certain matchups because they they do have depth. Oh, they do. It's just you have to know which players are going to be able to exploit the opposition better. And which maybe which formations are you using, which tactics within the formation. And last season was, you know, it was a little simpler because also not much was expected out of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. But once the pressure starts mounting on you a bit, it might be getting in the manager's head. They do have Champions League coming up, which might be a bit, which will be a bit of a challenge for them. They are poised to do well from a depth depth. standpoint. As this pod has famously said, you can't win without depth, especially as you play in more competitions. And their first Champions League matchup is against Milan, which is not an easy time. And it's at Milan. Yeah, no, they're probably they're probably gonna lose this game, especially with the four Milan is in right now. Um And it's three yeah. days after Brentford. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. Like I think who was I saw someone say like how quick until Eddie Howe gets fired, and I was just like, No. Oh, wow. he has a very long leash. He's got one of those yeah. like fifty foot leashes he, he that did things he did things last season that people never would have thought like possible getting top four champions league after like their pretty like abysmal previous season. Like I think that people need to chill out with the managerial firings right away. Oh, people are so quick to that. 
the only ones who I would probably even like mention would be anyone at the bottom. Yeah. Except for Sean Deitch. I like Sean Deitch. <laughs> and a lot of times we really won't see managerial changes until we get closer to that winter break where yeah. sometimes you'll make the manager managerial change right before the break to give the coach like a week or two with the team, figure things out with the transfer window and then come back right now. I don't honestly, like I know some of these clubs aren't doing very well, but I don't think anyone should be fired within the first month of a season. No, definitely not. I mean, we hit that point, so we're good there. <laughs> Moving on to crystal uh, palace and Wolves. one fun, one uh, fun fact, fun fact from Andrew. So, I mean, it's not like a big fun fact that you should know this. Um, uh, Sandro Tonali, the Italian midfielder that Newcastle brought in, came from Milan. So when they go and play AC Milan, he'll be playing his former club. And the other, the other half of the fun fact is that when he transferred to Newcastle, he was the last to know, apparently, that it was happening. That's amazing. <laughs> he, like, apparently he had zero desire to leave AC Milan. It was, like, pretty upset that he was, just, like, all of a sudden transferred i mean if i had to leave milan for newcastle i'd be pretty upset too i would be upset leaving italy for england yeah the entire country <laughs> especially when you live in milan yeah okay now we're gonna now move we can on. move on crystal palace three wolverhampton two this is exactly how many goals i expected out of a match like this these two teams do not play defense wolves can <laughs> kind of score sometimes crystal palace can score in bunches mm-hmm Honestly, I, I didn't even watch this game. <laughs> it was one of the ones I didn't watch. Oh, you don't have to admit that on the pod. Okay, well, I so I still have things that I I can still watch things. I have comments, though. Either way, either way, I didn't watch it. Crystal Palace and Grandpa Hodgson are doing great so far. Especially great without, Grandpa. Yeah, actually, yeah, great Grandpa. Man, is old as fuck. Man the- built the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing they're doing good. It's actually a really good job, I think, so far to the start of the season, and especially without Wilfred Zaha, who is now at in Galatasaray in Turkey, who has yet to score for them. He hasn't scored yet. No, wow. I, I googled that before this. Um, however, Eze is. I think he will continue his form from last season and be of a really good playmaker for this team and he will start scoring again for them i think he only has one goal so far this season but towards the end of the season he started to score a lot and do very well he was an amazing player and so i don't particularly see crystal palace like doing too bad this season to be very honest i think we had i think you and i had him both somewhere like mid table yeah, there was a yeah, lot definitely of definitely mid table. There's a lot of pundits who were actually picking them for relegation. Neither you nor I thought they would drop that low from losing one player. Mm-mm. No, I mean, he was like we said last week, I believe I said like Zaha was an extremely good attacking player for them. He would score, but I think maybe this is coming from some of the things I saw this weekend watching replays is that maybe they focus too much on him. They did. He was a he was a central point, which sometimes can harm a team mm-hmm. when you're trying to force a guy with the ball. They're still using the same strategy, right? They're, they're still a big counterattack kind of club. Play hard defense, be super super fast, 
and get to the other side I mean, of the bench. They are. They are. But that's what they've that, that's what they've always done. And Zaha's the kind of guy who's replaceable. He shouldn't yeah. be the main focal point of an attack. He should be a complementary piece or some someone you can bring off the bench to give excitement to the team and a spark when you need it. Yeah, agreed. I would agree with that. As yeah, he's more of a, that he's more of a sparky, more of a more of a guy to give a team a spark than he shouldn't be the whole ignition. More of a sparky. <laughs> yeah, he's more of a sparky than. So he's a spark plug. Your words, not mine. Liverpool three, Aston Villa zero. Aston Villa is the most inconsistent team. They might be this year's Spurs from a consistency no, standpoint. No, United are. No, United are trash. Okay, I don't call your team trash, dickhead. Because <laughs> you're being nice. Title of this episode, Mateo is a dickhead. <laughs> no, we are family friendly. You can't say that. <laughs> That's been said. Okay, anyways, Liverpool. What was the stat with Trent Alexander-Arnold with his assists? So, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who he, you all know, me and Mateo like to absolutely shit on. Big friend of the pod. <laughs> he is a big friend. We're going to have him on sometime. He, as much as we do, I don't know, talk about his game in a negative way, he actually has Only more... Only his defense. Only his defense. Yeah, you're right. He has more assists than Mesut Ozil, Eden Hazard, and Juan Mata in the Premier League. They are all midfielders. He is a defender. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, Quasi-defender. Quasi He's a defender only by name. Yeah. Still a defensive liability. Liverpool being Liverpool. Liverpool has the talent to dominate three-fourths of, of the league. True. And the rest of the teams, they should be able to compete with. Yeah, I mean, they have, what, three, two wins? No, three wins and a draw. They have they beat Aston Villa. They shouldn't have beat Newcastle. They beat Bournemouth. Like, I mean, again, some of these teams that we are, like, that are at the top of the table that can do really well have yet to face of like a real tough opposition. I'm just saying I did pick Liverpool in my top four. You did. I can't remember if I did or not. I'm pretty sure I did. You did not. Cause you had Newcastle. You and I had flipped on that one. Yeah. Did you see that Trent Alexander Arnold isn't even in the Euro, the England Euro squad? I did not. What the hell? Been some weird, weird changes. Southgate is Southgate couldn't figure out how to put Alexander Arnold into the midfield role, so he said, "Damn, this is too complicated for me. I can't do complicated math if it's not two plus two. Can't equal anything. It's I just I don't get it. We ha everyone has eyes. Just play this. Play Trent in the middle. They don't have another defender though." They, play they with three in the back. They put them on. They put them on. They do end up playing with three in the back. <laughs> they do on when they are when they have possession. They play with three in the back because they move Trent up. But then when they lose possession, Trent has to return to that right back right back slot. But on he doesn't do it very well. He doesn't do it very well. He doesn't track back very well. Again, not his strength. His strength distributing the ball. He's very good at that. His right foot. 
is blessed by the gods. It is. I mean, when it's yeah. moving forward. Only when he's moving forward. If it's moving backwards, it's not so much. <laughs> Which has been proven many times. Yeah. I just, I don't understand Liverpool and how they didn't take the chance in the transfer window to get a right back or get a left back and move him to the right side or find someone in your academy. There's no way that you can convince me that Liverpool with as much money as they have with as big of a name as they carry couldn't find another defender to sign from somewhere, literally anywhere. I mean, I have no idea. I'm looking at their like players that they've signed Go to the Bundesliga, legit, find a team in the middle of the table and take the right back. They signed like three different midfielders, but didn't sign any defenders. I mean, they did lose all their midfielders to Saudi Arabia. I mean, they might lose another one. True. true. We're not even going to get... Apparently the delegates for the team are in Liverpool. Right. Trying to convince them. I don't think Liverpool is going to give up Salah, at least not without a backup plan. I mean, if he wants to leave again, why why should a team like deny him that if they're going to pay him money? I still I, don't understand that. I am on your side for that argument. However, I understand that Liverpool, especially right now, because the transfer window for the Premier League is done. It's closed, right? Yeah, but not for I not for Saudi. Saudi ends in like two weeks. Right, so I could see Liverpool making an informal verbal agreement that in the winter transfer window, they can give up Salah as long as they can find a replacement. True. But I I understand from their standpoint, why would they want to give up Salah without knowing who's going to fill that massive hole in their team? Also, Salah has not been doing well this season. He looks frustrated. His touch is off. He's doing a lot of dancing with the ball right now. He just doesn't look right. No, yeah, he has looked a little bit off, even though he scored a couple goals. But, I mean, they have players that they could put in his place. They could they could still use Gakpo, Jota. I mean, they have Diaz, Nunez, that they could just kind of shuffle around up there. So they have options, but they, it's Salah. I mean, that could be the – if they give up Salah, that could be their excuse to change their formation entirely. Because they can't – but they still need to sign a defender. <laughs> they still have to sign a defender. None of you, maybe they could buy four with the amount of money Salah would go for, and one of them would work out, and they can sell the other three to Chelsea. Right. <laughs> I mean, they'd probably make a profit off of it because Chelsea would buy them for some inflated amount. Exactly. But Liverpool's still winning. They're doing fine right now. Still, they are winning. But the top teams will take advantage of Trent's lack of defense. 100%. And it happened last season. Yeah. All right. We got to move on. We're already at an hour here. And we, the biggest thing well, we need to talk about. To tell them that. The biggest, they can see it. The biggest thing we need to talk about was the last match. Arsenal three. The biggest thing. United one. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I don't even, I don't even want to talk about all the VAR decisions and our shit defense. <laughs> oh, can I start? Sure. Okay, cool. You want to know the first thing I have in my notes? I don't want to know, but you're going to tell me. So, United, they're in shambles right now. Shambles is worth 15 points in Scrabble without any bonuses. 
when will United get to 15 points in the season is my question. In three more games. Five, three more games? Four more. No, wait, hold on. How do I do math again? I don't know. Three, so nine, 12. Yeah, three more games. You think three more games? How many points do they have right now? Six. They have six points, so they need nine, nine more to, to reach the Scrabble amount of shambles. I mean, the whole the whole team is just kind of in a shitstorm right now. Like, our, we're, we can't keep players fit. We couldn't sign players that we wanted to because of some weird financial fair play that apparently only applies to Man United and Everton. Um. Yeah, seriously, we have, I think we have eight players injured right now. Like four of those are defenders, so we had to put in Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans. Yeah, I have who, so many thoughts about that. Harry Maguire just sucks. We know this. He's terrible. Can we hold on? Evans, hold on. Hold on. Evans, I love. Before we move on from Maguire, you and I had had this discussion discussion off pod. Oh yeah, Maguire's release clause. If if United was like, hey, we're just absolutely done with you. We're not even worried about selling you. It's six million. His salary is over eight million for the year. I think it might not be the worst idea (laughs) to just release McGuire so Ten Hag doesn't even have the option of playing him. I understand from a business standpoint why that's a terrible decision, but I can't see a Premier League club really wanting to pay for Maguire. I mean, I think the only Premier League club that wanted to pay for Maguire was West Ham, and the only reason that deal collapsed is, A, because of Maguire being a greedy little bastard and wanting the money that United have rather than taking a pay cut. Oh, right. It was a weird pay cut situation, which didn't make sense to me. And because United couldn't pull the trigger and get a defender quick enough. We were trying to get, like, I think Pavard from you guys. Yes. Who ended up going to Inter, and then there was someone else. I can't remember who, but a better choice than Maguire and 39,000-year-old Johnny Evans. And <sighs> your your defense. It's just our centers, man. Our wings. Dallow and Wambasaka handled Arsenal. They did not let them do anything. It was, it's lit. And even I think that you sent the video, or maybe Tom did, about Ten Hag legitimately like blaming Maguire and um, what's his name, Evans. And I completely agree with it. As soon as they came on, the team just like shit their pants. I can't believe a a manager admitted that though. He's also been saying a lot of things about his team. Sancho, the comments that Sancho's not playing because his form and training for the week isn't good. Yeah, Sancho. And then Sancho came and like went on Twitter and decided to say to clap back. And it's just like, oh my God, can you guys like chill? That is like unprofessional on everyone's parts. Like, get the fucking off field drama out of the media. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything but hurt players, hurt the team. It's ridiculous. Um, For your defense, I went back to the years Ten Hag was the coach at Ajax. Because I was like, let me go take a look and see how those teams did for goals against, right? Like, how good was their defense? Yeah. going He was there for four, four full seasons. Yeah. Going from the... Ooh, starting actually, with quick, his... Quick thing. Did you know he was a... Uh, he was 
assistant to Pep at Bayern? I did not. He was, yeah. Hmm. One of them he became was. very successful. Yeah, for real. So starting with the first season, Ten Hag was at Ajax. 32 goals against. Following season, 23, then 23, and then 19. His teams were so good at stopping the opposition from scoring. Because my first thought was, oh, maybe those teams weren't very good at at playing defense and they were just so good scoring that that's how his teams were successful. I was very wrong. His teams were good at both, but especially defense. Yeah. I don't know what happened at United. We know there's been some issues with the defense and you guys overpaid for Maguire by a lot and you're still paying for Maguire. But don't play the guy. Work on this defense. I mean, it's hard to not play him when, again, There's four no or five of our defenders are legitimately injured. And you and I discussed, I believe it was last week, that our co- biggest concern with United is their depth. It's only gotten screwed because, we again, players just keep getting injured. And you have no one to replace them with, and it became very evident this matchup. Yeah, extremely evident. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen going forward because now we have the whole Anthony situation. I'm okay. Let for one second, we're just going to put a pin in Anthony's off-field issues. Oh, I wasn't going to go into him. I was just going to talk about who would potentially replace him. Okay, who do you? What are the people that would? Two of the people that could are injured. True. One of the other people that will potentially is Sancho. But he's apparently not good at practice. But I, so I don't know if if they want to do like a Rashford on the left, Holland, Hoyland, as I believe it's pronounced. Will he be ready in after the, the international break? I mean, he played against Arsenal. Yeah, but is he going to be fully fit? Oh, I, I hope so. He looked, dude, he looked good. I will be very honest. When he had the when he had the ball and he was doing hold up play, I was like, holy shit, this kid actually knows what he's doing. He actually looked a threat. He almost scored within like two minutes of coming on the field. So if they wanted to do like a Rashford, Hoyland, I don't want to say, I mean, I guess they could do like Palestri or like Garnacho because Garnacho looked good in the, the, when he came on as well. Right. I th- it's just going to be, do we trust the young guys? Which is kind of all we're having. You might have to. We should. It's like a down. And also that's United. part of the manager's job is to get the young guys ready. And you do have some more veteran guys on the squad. Erickson Did should great. be able to help out. Bruno needs to step up and be a leader for this team. He wasn't so great this game. He's very up and down. He needs to step up. Anthony, I've never been impressed with his play. I didn't think he was worth assigning for you all. He hasn't. No, he was not worth $100 million. I don't think he's really done anything since he's been on your squad last season. I think he scored like three goals. But Ten Hag, magical with his left foot. Ten Hag is, has to get this defense addressed. He has to get this offensive flow fixed. He's got a lot of work ahead of him f- during this tri- during this international break. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We signed Amrabat. Yes. And Regulon on loan. Both of them. Yes. I am happy about Amrabat. He is apparently one of like the best defensive midfielders and like one of the top percent of like moving the ball forward. 
hopefully the best things for you all. How short or long do you think Ten Hogs leash is? Because he's starting to blame everyone else, which is never a good right. sign. I mean, with he blamed the refs. I mean, did you see some of the the shit that happened? Did you see Declan Rice standing by himself in the box, wind up, have enough time to put the ball down, (laughs) wind up, and put it in the back of the net because no one stepped up? I mean, yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) I'm sorry, but was that a goal that the refs caused? Did VAR use use technology to determine a player was offsides? VAR had nothing to do with the Declan Rice thing, so I don't even know why that's being brought up. Because Ten Hag's blaming the refs for the loss. I mean, did you see the foul that Saka should have got a red card for? VAR didn't overturn that or even look at it. Should have been a direct red card. He went cleats, studs up into our guy. You guys are Offsides, blaming VAR. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would definitely blame VAR for not doing its job completely. Like in any game it has. The point of VAR is to overturn clear and obvious. All right, go watch the replays. Tell me if it's clear and obvious. You guys are just booty bothered that you lost. You're a proud club and you're looking for excuses. Ten Hag has publicly blamed two players that he put into the match. Maguire and Evans. He publicly stated Sancho wasn't fit in training. His form wasn't good. Then he blamed the refs and even said that the player was not offside. Okay, well, answering answering a question when someone asks where Sancho is and saying he wasn't fit is not is not a bad thing. What's bad is how Sancho reacted. It's not a good situation from a team culture standpoint. It's answering a question. It's not a good team culture standpoint. Ten Hag, I, I don't think he's in danger of being fired. This season, especially with the success of last season. And also, we are very early into the season, and I do think this club can turn it around. I mean, there's not really anything to turn around. They just need to get get their shit together. There was something I wanted to talk about. They're not doing any worse than they were at the beginning of last season. That's true. There's something I want to talk about for Arsenal. I definitely want to give them a lot of credit because they – Never gave up in this match. They, I don't know what they're going to do with Havertz because he put him on the bench and on the team, the, the reserve team because he sucks so bad. The thirteenth minute, he whiffed the he ball so hard, it looked like a wiffle ball highlight. You know what I'm talking about. No, yeah, that was bad. And then he gave up the ball to give United the goal. He, as we stated previously, he has been riding the high and the reputation of when he scored in Champions League for multiple years now. He, I don't understand how we, how Arsenal paid $76 million for him. Overpaid for this <laughs> dude. Arteta now has a very difficult decision because he can either keep starting Havertz and in hopes that it won't destroy his confidence and that Havertz can work his way in or bench Havertz and hope to God that doesn't destroy his confidence even more and that hopefully it'll actually light a fire within the player. 
but does if, he even have confidence? <laughs> I don't know. But if Arteta chooses the wrong, op- the incorrect option, it can destroy Havertz for the entire season. I mean, he's kind of already destroyed, in my opinion. He just like has never looked a good. I don't think he's looked good since he left Leverkusen. What's so fascinating to me is how good I w- I'm going to give Havertz a compliment. He's so good at putting himself in great positions. Because, like, did he whiff the ball in the 13th minute? 100%. Did he somehow find his way to be there for that ball? He did. And he's always in these wonderful positions. It's his execution that sucks once he's there. But he knows how to put himself there to be able to mess up. (laughs) He does. I mean, his, like, his... His IQ is high. His, fo- his football brain is very well molded. It's he sees exec- it, yeah, his, very his well. Execution just terrible. <laughs> like honestly, he might make a great manager one day. That's a that's it's a very bold call. That's, that's I think he could make a very good manager him. with from the my thinking of he knows how to put himself in a good position. So imagine if he was a manager and he could put a better skilled player in those positions. Good. That would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see who does start to do coaching from our generation. It will be pretty interesting. Uh, I think De Bruyne might be up there on the list. I could see him being a. I could see him being a coach at City. Maybe we'll. I don't know if he has the mind for it. I don't know. We'll we'll get there. Uh, Declan Rice has the mind for coaching. He literally is the. Oh no! I just meant city, because also by the time he becomes a coach, like who knows what these teams will be like. Yeah. Uh, Declan Rice coming in clutch for Arsenal, scoring in the 96th minute. Now, is it easy to score in the box when no one comes at you and you have enough time once again to trap the ball, put it down, and wind up your shot? Unless you're Havertz, well, it's I, very easy to score. It could be if that was what he actually did. The he ball was, came to him. He it bounced. He did a half volley, <laughs> but still, no one, no one, literally, no one put pressure on him. So he just—that was the part I was most surprised by. All the United players kind of just like stood there. I mean, I don't know why. I just maybe they all thought that he was there's was no way he was going to be able to shoot it that well. <laughs> well, he shot well enough. And then Jesus with the dagger afterwards to really just seal up the match. There Arsenal. Was, there, was a, there was a meme about that, and it was at someone like it was that like football troll account that I send you and Tom, and it was basically that some say that Dallow is still sliding, and it like showed him sliding, <laughs> and then it like all of a sudden he shot off Earth and just into space. Uh, Jesus, I believe, still coming back into fitness, into mm-hmm. form. From the injury he suffered previously. So that's only going to help Arsenal <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. They're, they seem to have... They're getting their chemistry a bit more in the back, which is good for them. Terrible for everyone else in the league. I, yeah. I'm i super excited to see... Uh, honestly, to watch a lot of Arsenal matches because they are a fun team to watch. They're very good. They have lots of good players all over the pitch. They have a great manager. No notes. 
<laughs> no notes. I mean, I still don't think that the end result of this game really tells the whole story of the game, like the entire match, because I think that United did play well until Ten Hag made dumb substitutions. Right. I agree with you. You know, I think this match says more about United than it does Arsenal. Yeah. So, apologies to United fans. It's going right. to be a long season if this is how it is. <laughs> it's going to be a long season. Well, friends, that is it for the matches this week. Oh, boy. We Please enjoy the international break. Maybe some of you want to take an international break. We, on this pod, will be taking international breaks. We approve of international breaks <laughs> for ourselves. We do. Please follow us on all social media, friends, as always. And thank you once again for being here. We We appreciate it. We appreciate all of you. Maybe one day we'll have some of you on this pod. Maybe as like a, a little guest action going on. Yeah, I think we should do that. Football we'll see what we can do. Football. You're all football fans, but it doesn't matter your knowledge. We want you on, friends. If you're interested in being on this pod, uh, hit us up. Let us know. DM us. I bet I could pick the first person who would DM us. <laughs> I Probably too. All right, friends. Uh, have a great day. So long. Bye, friends. Powered by Riverside FM.